guys. This is Kim with the Soul Sense Podcast, and I have my trusty wingman here, Melvin. Hey. And we are back for another one, and another one, and another one. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, this is Thanksgiving week. Uh, uh, uh. And I don't know about you guys. We are extremely happy for the holidays. I am excited for the holidays. Are you excited for the holidays, Millie? I'm Excuse him. Well, you know, we thought it would be great if we were to get on here and we were to talk about things that we are grateful for um, at church today. Um, it's it's a tradition in our church um, for around Thanksgiving time, the actually the service right before Thanksgiving, we always typically have five people from different walks of life in our ministry to get up and I guess they take about maybe 20 minutes each or less and talk about one thing that they are grateful for. And today was very, very powerful. I mean, I just, I'm a crier anyway, <laughs> and I'm emotional anyways, but, but people were just sharing very vulnerably and, um, it was very relatable. And so while we were in service today, I was just thinking, and I threw the idea to Melvin when we got home, like, you know, maybe we should do a, you know, podcast episode over what we're grateful about. And, um, also share vulnerably ourselves, you know, and so, um, anywho, uh, what you think about that, Mel? Yeah, I, I thought the service was really cool. Um, I enjoyed, uh, so we do it every year, you said that? Yep, yeah. did. So, we, sorry, I was trying to turn off some stuff, but, um, yeah, I, we do it every year, and, um, I thought this year in particular it was, uh, and maybe I feel that way every year, but I just forget. But uh, this year in particular, I thought it was, um, it it was really thought provoking, especially mm-hmm. kind of since you know we're in just a a certain phase of life. And we had a conversation this morning um, while I was on the way to church. We uh, sometimes we had to drive to church separately because <clears throat> I play in a worship ministry and. Uh, Sometimes it's hard for us to get out all as a family that early, but uh, we were chatting on the phone, and Kimberly called. Um, Kimberly mentioned, you know, she's just like I'm saying she was grateful for me, and you know, kind of like a, a, along the lines of when we kind of go through things, it kind of reminds us how we, you know, what what how much we mean to one another. Um, and it's funny, like sometimes when everything is smooth, you could take it for granted, mm-hmm. even though that should probably be the time where you're like, man, it's awesome that. You yeah, know. they kind of mentioned that today. And I was like, I think we're kind of opposite. <laughs> like we we run to God when <laughs> we're real good at running to God when things are bad. But when things are good, we can think we did it on our own might or take yeah. each other for granted. Yeah. And, you know, when you... uh but that's almost kind of like uh, one of the things that they they had mentioned was um, 
that one of the young men shared, he was like, he was grateful for adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> I feel the same way. I don't like adversity at all. Like I fear adversity. Um, I fear, um, not being comfortable and I'm just being honest, you know, um, whether that's good or bad, right or wrong, it's just how I am. I don't like to be uncomfortable. Um, even though I've, I've lived probably the majority of my life in probably situations that I would say were, were uncomfortable, like at least this Melvin, you know what I mean? I didn't grow up with a silver spoon or anything like that, but I do sometimes live in fear of, of losing that comfortability, you know, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, we definitely have been in situations where, um, that has happened. Uh, but those times in, in retrospect, those times are like the, the best times of, of my life and definitely our life together has mm-hmm. been kind of when we're going through different things in like, I remember a time where going through things was really like all financial. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I thought about hard times. I thought about mainly financial. But once yeah. you get like children and mm-hmm. your parents get older and, you know, financial isn't the, the only hardship. That's actually the tip of the iceberg, yeah. if I, in my opinion. So let's talk about that part first. Like being okay. thankful for uh, adversity. I do definitely, um, appreciate, um, the scripture that he, yeah, I I got it right here. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here guys. So, uh, okay. It says, and this is Isaiah chapter 30. Verses 20 to 21, and it's, I'm reading from the NIV translation. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your he- your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And then um, I actually grabbed all the way to 22 and it says um, then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold you would throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them away with you Um, and so that first little piece when it talked about like the bread of uh, affliction Mm -hmm. I mean the bread of adversity in the water of affliction um and you i don't think that there's a, a mistake that those two ter- terms are used you know mm. like bread really uh symbolizes you know a lot in the bible jesus said he's bread of life man shall not live by bread alone you know um and and water of course you know we we think living water right mm-hmm. and even apart from it being you know having some biblical uh, significance, just life in general, like water and bread. Those are the things that, that we need to survive on. And if you're starving, somebody comes with some water and bread, you're, that's going to be like, you're going to be running after it. You know what I mean? No one has a problem embracing bread and water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when it comes, and it kind of tells me like, like this should be the, like that is adversity and that is hardship. Um, it is 
to to our spiritual growth. This is what I took away from what he said. To our spiritual growth, adversity and hardship are like bread and water. Like they are the things that will sustain you, that will nourish you, because it's in those times that you get the best lessons. But he said, um, you know, surrender is really the only way to be grateful through those times. You have to surrender and say, like, I don't understand these hardships. I don't necessarily like them, but I'm going to surrender to whatever it is trying to teach me or do with me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. I like how he said, like, you know, (laughs) adversity is definitely not a piece of bread he wants to eat and he definitely doesn't want affliction to sip from that cup. But I think, yeah, I think going back to what you were saying um, before that, like, you know, as we have grown and we have had a bit of life, we're still young, you know, but we've had a bit of life. We've been together for 13 years, married for working on 10 now. And, um, you know, when I, I definitely remember a time when I thought of hardships and through thick and thin, my mind would go to money, you know, finances, were we going to be able to, you know, pay our bills and, you know, you know, live a life that we wanted, you know, and then as we have matured and other things have come up, it's it's more than that. It's just so much more than that. And I really do think that is the tip of the iceberg for me because to me, I feel like when you start throwing the different things that can happen to you like out there, you know, of course money, yes, finances, but you start thinking about your health. You start thinking about family health, your parents' health. You have children. So you all the things that come with having children. Um, and that, and that's just off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sure we could sit here and brainstorm on some more, but just off the top of my head, money is probably the one thing that you have the most control over. You know what I'm saying? Like all those other things, there's really nothing you can control about that. Like you can be a person who is very healthy, eats, you eat the right things, you exercise, and you still can be diagnosed with something, you know, off the loop, you know, your parents, you know, I, I know one thing that is very frustrating for me and my sister when it comes to our parents, and I know this is a struggle for a lot of my patients and their their families, is that you want so desperately for somebody to, to, to live a certain way, eat a certain way, exercise, but it's kind of like you kind of feel sometimes like you can't <laughs> – teach an old dog new tricks. It's like the older we get, the more set in our ways that we get. And it's harder. It's not impossible, but it's harder for new habits to form. And there's nothing and no amount of talking to that you can do to express to any family member outside of yourself, you know, hey, maybe you should lead a healthier life, but that's totally out of your control. And, you know, as we've mentioned, we've been very open about this, just the struggle that we're currently in now with just rearing kids, raising children. You know, it's you can pour so much into an entity that you love so much and totally 
they go the opposite. And isn't that like what God does for us? You know what I'm saying? Like he pours so much into us, but we have free choice (laughs) to do quite the opposite, you know? And uh, I think John brought that up to us. Like that's, that's what I think the beautiful thing is about parenting is that we can start to get glimpses of how God parents us. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, it back to the, just the idea of of gratitude during these times. Um, you know, part of being, I think, really accepting for me, I I definitely do have an appreciation for hardship. Um, however, it is more times than not that my appreciation comes on the backside of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I do a good job at reflecting over something and being like, you know what? Thank you, God, for that, you know? Or, like, right towards the end, after I suffered for a while, it'll just come to me like, you know what? It's probably something I should be learning yeah. from this. And then I'll start to, to work through it. But, um, you know, it, it does take effort to really change your mindset. But I think the other thing that he said is, like, um, you know, your your teachers won't be hidden from you mm-hmm. anymore. It, uh, what did it say? Yep, say teacher. Yeah, your uh, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn right or left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, "This is the way. Walk in it." Um, you know that if you embrace the fact that you are uh, weak and vulnerable and basically at the mercy of of the world you know we don't have any once you get to that point then you you get rid of the pressure of trying to fix stuff you know you get rid of the pressure of like just being in grind mode all the time at least for me and then I can more clearly see the tools that I have around you know like speaking with the Jacksons and talking to them about it like kids dealing with kids man it, that's a touchy subject. Yeah. But when you get to a point that you feel you understand that you have a need, you know, then you're humble, man. Like even if somebody doesn't say it in the best way, you are you are there listening and you're trying to get as much as you can from it. Um, I talked to Adam about um, just some of the stuff we we're going through with Farah, and this guy's younger than me. I've had we got two kids they got one we've been parents longer than them you know the perfect uh cocktail for me to be prideful you know and he is a person that I can be prideful with sometimes um like I'll at least have that tinge it may not come out but I'll at least have that tinge because you know I want to feel you know smart with him but you know I, I didn't even have that I just was receptive, man. And I put stuff into practice that he talked to me about. And, you know, I didn't care whether it was something I would typically do or not. I just thought about it. I was like, hey, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. But it comes when you are uh, in that situation. And and there's always that then you will, you mm-hmm. know. Then you will tear down your idols with silver and blah, 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 blah. Um, uh I think when we're wanting to change things in our lives or we're wanting to overcome things or grow in things, we have to, like, sometimes it is discouraging. Like, if we got a goal, right, 
Mm-hmm. And then you start to get hardships. Sometimes the hardships are in line with that goal. We can be very discouraged. We talked about it like uh, last week or one of those weeks about like prayer where you talked about, I, I heard your prayer, the angel heard you, but they had to go through this and that and the other. Um, we look at hardships sometimes as a um, stumbling block to us hitting this goal that we prayed about. When in fact, um, that may be the thing that is necessary to prepare us for whatever this thing is that we are pushing for, whether mm-hmm. it's overcoming a sin or um, some type of spiritual growth or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just changing, getting our minds to a point that we are not just accepting hardship, but being thankful for it, you know, if yeah. if we see it for what it is. Well, you know, when you mentioned um, Adam, I thought about what um, a sister said today about the, it's the, um, it was in Proverbs 27 about a friend. How was it? A friend's wounds. Oh, I got it. You go. Yeah. Cause that's what I was going to look at next. Uh, say look at next. So it was, um, uh, Proverbs 27, six, um, wounds from a friend can be trusted, mm-hmm. but an enemy multiplies kisses. Yes. And I was like, yes, I'm thankful for that. Like, I'm thankful for, you know, the relationships that we have, you know, where people can talk to us about hard things, not because we're just easy to talk to, but they're talking out of love and out of genuine care because the easy thing is to not say nothing and to like, like the verse said, to multiply the kisses. Nobody wants to get into confrontation. Even a confrontational person doesn't want to be at war with people, you know? And I'm thankful for that, though it hurts. And I found myself praying this a lot here recently. It's like, God, though this hurts and I don't like it, um, I'm thankful for it because I am, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to receive it, you know? So. Yeah, let's park on that that yeah. little part she was talking about. So that part was like the, uh, she said she was thankful for spiritual friends who speak the truth in love. And that is something that, and we can just touch on that shortly, but um, just for me, I'm very grateful for for the people we have in our lives, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. whether it's the Jacksons, whether it's the Hutchins or, you know, um, uh, the Robersons, you know, uh, people who, who will tell me the truth and um, tell it to me in a way that, you know, you, you can always, it's speaking the truth in love, right? Um, in it's always hard to tell somebody something rough, but it's even harder to tell somebody something rough and also like try to do it with the, you can tell when somebody really is, is they're trying to tell you something, but they're also doing it with a sober um, approach, meaning like they can, they understand it's not from a judgmental place, right? It's coming from a place that like, I understand that this is something difficult for you or whatever it may be. Like John um, and Jackie are, are just really good at that. Like um, 
just telling you some of the hardest things. Uh, like just to be open with you guys, we had them over here, and we we get together what the second month. Monday of the month typically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're talking to them about just um, just you know the kids and some of the the things we're kind of going back and forth over. And uh, at that very moment, you know, like my daughter just kept coming out of the room and uh, like just not being very obedient at all. And obviously it's something that is embarrassing for, for yeah. us. Um, and it is something. And so because, well, I'll speak for me, but it's because I felt kind of embarrassed. I didn't really deal with it like I would typically deal with it. Um, and, and so, you know, I didn't want to seem harsh basically. Yeah. I felt the same way too. Kind of like trying to sweep it under the rug and sh- sh- push it off, you know, like yeah. get on back in the room. <laughs> and like, I'm going to deal with this later on. And, um, they listened to us and they, they, you know, they said nothing about it right at the time. And then, you know, uh, Jackie was like, Hey, can I tell you guys something? You know, I, I'm just going to give you some feedback over what I saw. And she pretty much was like, you know, you, why did you guys let that happen so many times? And Kimberly gave an answer. And then I just was like, you know, I didn't, you know, we had people here and I didn't want to, and it was like, you got to be consistent all the time. You know, you can't, um, you can't take breaks, you know, especially you got Christians in your house. We understand, but who cares? And then the day you have to make sure that you are, um, taking, you know, you got to make sure you're doing what you got to do. Your family never takes a back seat. And, um, then they challenged me in particular and like, you know, Jackie was like, as a, a woman, like as, as a, a mother and a wife, I would have liked to see if it were me, I would have liked you to go up there and, and pretty much take care of it and, and nip it in the bud. And it was challenging. And that's hard to say to somebody. I can only imagine. And I'm not exactly yeah, the least. That. Yeah, that will be hard yeah. to say. <laughs> and I'm not the least uh, intimidating person in the world. At least, you know, that's what I, I thought I was not intimidating at all. But um, I can, I, I can, uh I can probably come off sometimes like a know-it-all or like I'm hard to teach something to, but like they were unflinching and it wasn't in a judgmental way. It was in a, you guys are asking us our advice. You guys have an issue and you're struggling with this, but honestly there is something that you are doing to be a part of it. And that raw uh, honesty is is the only thing that's going to help. You know what I'm saying? You can't play around. And I am grateful for that, man. I'm grateful that, you know, we have friends that'll give us that hard stuff, man. Give us the stuff that, you know, we we can sometimes think about, like, encouragement as, like, warm, warm fuzzies, you know. Um, <laughs> Kimberly has to run downstairs, so I'll keep on talking for a second here. Uh, she about pulled the headphones out but anyway um yeah you know it feel like we can get the like encouragement is is us getting the warm fuzzies um but and, and forget that you know encouragement is is the truth you know what i mean people giving you the truth like this scripture says wounds from a friend can be trusted 
but the enemy multiplies kisses. And I, I wrote my notes on that. I was, I was like, you know, we got to be thankful for those who are in the fight with us. Um, and, you know, that you can't end if you have a lot of people around you and you don't ever get any of those um, hard talks, like people who are challenging you, challenging your um parenting challenging your marriage challenging and not in a bad way but we know we're not perfect and so if someone is around us all the time um we should get some type of critique from them and if not if if it is trusted when they do that then it has to be the exact opposite otherwise like you can't trust anybody who is who is just you know, blowing kisses to you, you know, it's just not honest. Um, just plug it in there, Kimberly. Right here? No. Yeah, Kimberly done pulled the, the headphones out of the amp, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up and run. You got to hold it, baby, so you can push it in. Okay. Is it in? Uh, yeah. Hello? Hello? Can you, uh, well, it ain't your mic. Can oh. You hear your, can you hear your headphones? I, can, I can't hear. Sorry, guys. That was, I was running because uh, I had did the Instacart, you know, I have to still be a mom, and uh, he knocked on the door. <laughs> And I just got up and took out running. <laughs> and and I forgot that I was hooked up to my air headphones. I felt like that scene on uh, my big fat Greek wedding when she got up and she like got pulled back because I almost got pulled back. <laughs> but I was, yeah, so anyways, I'm sorry. I had to get hooked back up. But um, yeah, when I, when I ran out, you were talking about having those good relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably beat it to the ground, so yeah. I was trying to keep it moving. Oh, okay. Well, something else that I'm grateful for, I, I guess the main thing, I'm grateful for a lot of things, and I think we all know that we all have a lot of things that we're grateful for. But in this moment, in this season that we're in, I would have to say that I am grateful for my children and not for the typical light-hearted, frou-frou-frou, oh, I have children, and blah, 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 blah. And that, that is true, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm not talking about your typical reason for why you're grateful for children. One of the things that they had mentioned today in service was, you know, Mark has said something about, like, in, in all circumstances, you're, we're supposed to pray continually. That's what First Thessalonians says. Pray continually and in all circumstances, give thanksgiving. And he pointed out that the key word was in, not for all circumstances, meaning that we're not thankful for all circumstances. Is that while we're in any circumstance, all circumstances, we're still giving thanks. And it's funny that he said that because earlier this week, I really felt like I needed to change my perspective of how I was looking at this um, situation that we're in with raising um, kids. And one of the things that, you know, I started to do was like, what am I learning? 
as I'm going through this. You know, I don't want to get on the other side and I, you know, have just been like, ooh, that was a hard thing. It's almost like I want to stand in my authority as to what we're going through. Like at the end of the day, there's power in this experience that we're going through. So what am I learning? What is God telling me even right now? Not at the end, but right now. And, you know, one of my life scriptures is in Hosea. And it's uh, Hosea chapter 10. Give me one second. Kind of got off since I've been running around. But in uh, Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, this is NLT. It says, I said, plant the, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. And a few years back, that was one of those um Scriptures that are, it's like a, like a life scripture for me, you know, because it talks about, you know, really getting to the heart of the matter, getting down to the root. So you cannot have any bitter roots setting up in you, any character issue, any sin that's within you, pulling it up from the root so it cannot grow anymore. And at that point, that's when God can shower righteousness on you. And, um, So this is a scripture that I prayed over my my life a a few years ago, and it's still giving fruit. And so one of the things that I'm learning in this is that I'm learning that, like, if I don't watch it, my love can be very conditional, you know, through this situation that we're having with our children. It's like it's really easy for me to disengage when things are not going how I want them to go. And if I don't have control over stuff, it's easy for me to disengage there. And I'm seeing my error there. And I'm having to, though it's an ugly, like I said, it hurts. It's ugly to have to deal with that. But that's a real thing that needs to be brought to my attention. Because one of my, my desire is to raise my children with love. And if this is hindering me from being the best mother that God would want me to be, then I got to deal with this stuff. Like I don't ever want to feel like, make my children feel like they have to earn my love, that they have to do certain things to please me. You have my love all the time, you know? And so that was a harsh thing. That's, those are some things that I have been writing down. Like, you know, this is what I'm learning. And by being a parent, I'm able to see those things about myself. So that's one of the things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, I definitely, dig you there buddy um being grateful in all situations um it kind of goes back to what i what i mentioned before about being grateful for adversity Mm -hmm. um but i do think that it's hard to get there Mm -hmm. it is um and sometimes you can't get there like i said you know really i kind of start getting there um either after the situation is over or towards the end of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so can, should my gratitude wait until I can get to a place where I'm grateful for, for the thing that I'm going to, through? If that's the case, then I'll never, I may never get there. I may never feel a sense of uh, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being grateful in all situations is even more uh 
of a, I guess, of a goal because that you can be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take because the one thing that doesn't change good situation, bad situation is God. You know what I mean? He's the same God. And it's very easy, um, you know, easy. Uh, it's very easy to get to a place of gratitude with God. The hard thing about that is surrendering the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, stop worrying about whatever it is. That doesn't mean you don't act on it, but the things that you can't control, just go back and start focusing on God. Um, the first thing that, that we do a lot of times, and I think even in this situation with the kids, you know, first thing we go to is like, what do we, let's put together some, some, uh, Let's make more structure. Okay, we need to do this. We need to be more disciplinary. We need to do this. And then when those things don't have the desired effect that you want them to have, then you're left discouraged. And even before then, you might start thinking, like, what type of parent am I that I'm going through A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it may be? Or what type of husband am I? Or what type of Christian am I? Or what type of whatever? Whereas if you just focus on... uh, God and being grateful for for God and all the things that He has done and take make take a, a, a choose to have an attitude of of great gratitude, ah, but I'm bunch. You know that that is a much easier place to get to. It's just making the decision to start focusing on God. Um, I think about David and you know some of the hard things he had to overcome. You know. Um, after, you know, falling into like huge sin and, you know, a lot of stressful situations and a lot of just different situations. I think the thing that made him so special is that his his default mode was to start thinking about God. You know what I'm saying? After he got over the, once he got to that point, I, I think that that is a, a black and white example of how easy it is to get to a place of gratitude if you're focusing on God. Like the moment David clicked the switch and started focusing on um, God, even in some of the Psalms, you'll read, they'll start out like, I am this and I am that and will be. And then at the end of it, he's talking about how amazing God is. And I I guarantee you, like I give you a 100% guarantee that whatever it is you're going through, right now whatever hardships or whatever it may be if you take a step outside go to your closet whatever it is and just start praying and I mean you may start praying on if you need to start praying about the thing that's fine but really your mission is to not be talking not not even be praying about the situation just start praying about what God has done for you just start going over your life and start thinking step by step like thank you God for this and that and this and that if you can't look at your today like the present and see a lot of things to be grateful for because honestly a lot sometimes that can be the case we can be so shrouded in like darkness that we just can't see Mm -hmm. like the reality and and that's that's why God gives us memories you know what I mean you go back And if you can't think about it in your life, then pick up the Bible and go and look at what God did over and over and over and over again. And eventually it'll get you to a point that now I can remember how God did this in my life. Oh, you know what? I can see 
I'm starting to see clearer now. God is doing this stuff now. And before you know it, the situation may or may not have changed, but you are going to feel at a place of gratitude. And I guarantee it, especially if you are a Christian and you got the spirit, you know what I mean? But I think regardless, that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Because God is moving on all our behalfs. I don't care if you are a, a psychopathic murderer. You know, God is always moving because David was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so God is always moving to try to get us to come to him. And you can always go over your life and start to see his hand in it. Well, I want to share one more scripture and then... You know, if you want to share something off of that, we, you can. But um, kind of winding us down here, um, as we thinking, as we're thinking about just things that we're just grateful for, and just having an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> um, one of the scriptures that I've been really clinging to, and has really been giving me that like hope and joy, you know, to just kind of keep pushing and persevering. It's been in Isaiah 40, verse 11. Um, Again, I'm still in NLT, but it says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. And this is something, this is a scripture that I have been coming back to over and over. I probably look at this scripture Every day, pretty much, because there's two big things that make me feel so grace, like grateful in these moments. For one, first thing that it says is that he carries the lambs in his arms close to his heart, meaning that these little babies of ours, you know, he ain't even allowing them to walk on their own. You know, like he is keeping them very close and safe and secure. The closest place that you can carry something close to your heart, meaning that, I mean, like something is close to your heart. Like he has a heart for these little babies, our babies. And so that gives me so much relief, a sigh of relief, hope, all of that. That lets me know that these kids, like he's caring, like I'm not, like in that, in that scripture, the mother sheep is not even carrying their own child. It's God, the shepherd is carrying the, the little lambs, okay? And then the second part of that is that he gently gl- guides those with young. And if you look at the different translations, it some of sometimes it says he he gently guides those with young he gently guides the mother sheep you know to me i i literally feel and know that he's talking to me that like it's just kind of like with that that's other scripture that we read and that said that like this is the way walk in it that's what he's doing he is literally guiding me guiding and i've been so happy about that scripture because there are times where I feel so alone I don't know what I'm doing and it's like God is like okay but I'm here and at the end of the day you're trying to do all of this on your own or you want to do it all on your own but these little babies they precious to me I'm carrying them I ain't even carrying you but I'm carrying your kids you know what I'm saying and so that's when I read that that's how I feel and it's been you know there is a scripture that's kind of piggybacking off of that that says that like 
hard times are good. Discipline is good because it makes me go to your word and your laws and your decrees. It helps me to like fix my eyes on that. I can't remember if that's in Psalm. I think that's in Psalm, but that's how I feel. It's like, I'm so grateful for this time that we're going through because it is literally making me cling to God's word. And I am finding so many revelations, things that I, I'm doing right, things that I feel that makes me feel like, okay, you are on the right track, things that I need to improve. I'm just happy and grateful for the growth in my parenting. So that's all I got, Millie. Yeah, that's all I got. I think uh, we'll pro- we'll, uh, we're going to be traveling. So we'll, uh, we may do a little quick, uh, on the road podcast yeah. audio won't be the best because um, we'll record it in our app, but uh, we may do that just to I don't know why not. Why so not? yeah, we um, yeah no, I don't have nothing else. All right, guys. Well, we want to wish you guys a very very happy Thanksgiving. For any of the you all that are traveling, be safe. Um, we are definitely something that lastly we are very grateful for you all. Our 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 listeners, uh, people who follow us, um, grateful for just the platform to be able to have something like this. And, um, we'll catch y'all next time. Thanks. Boo.